Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Hi, babes. Hi. This is very exciting because we're physically, geographically in the same space yes. in ye old Your Welcome America studio, gazing into each other's eyes. <laughs> It feels very different. I love it. Mm, <laughs> nice to be back. Yeah. How are you doing? I am damn good, thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm good. I had a lovely evening last night. I uh, got high and watched four hours of Hoarders. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, what what was the what was the hoardiest hoarder moment of that? It was marathon? the woman that kept uh, dead cats in the freezer. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was super dark. Do you know what it was? I basically got really addicted this weekend to watching that awful show on Netflix called The Home Edit. Ugh. You know, white women screaming about closet organization. <laughs> so I watched all of that, and then I ended up watching old episodes of Marie Kondo that I hadn't finished of that season because I wanted to watch more people being tidied, and then that made my brain think. What's the opposite of tidy? <laughs> hoarders. So that I watched four hours of hoarders. I just I, I picked a theme this weekend and I really went with it. You did it. You really did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I was gonna say I need to watch that Netflix show about tidying stuff, but it it just angers me the idea of putting books in a rainbow. You know, like a color rainbow. It's do you know what? It's just a lot of perspex boxes. Those perspex boxes get dusty. Yeah. So I have issues with that. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I feel we should mention the fact that we're currently in LA in, well, it's not LA anymore, it's Tatooine. Yeah. Because we basically have like a glowing orange sun at all times <laughs> as we're under just loads of smoke. Yeah. I'm sure listeners out there will have seen that California is basically burning, which is not great. And never before have I experienced all this smoke. Like in the past few years when this has happened, it's, I mean, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go into my app that I downloaded last night. Hang on, let me get it. And I'll just, I'm going to tell you some stuff about air quality. Oh, perfect. Um, it's currently where we are right now. It's red, which is just unhealthy. Great. And I'm going to look at our rating, LA's rating in the world. Let's see Ooh. if we're, we're number one yet. Cause that's quite exciting. Oh, we've dropped. We're, LA is currently number ninth worst air quality in the world. Ooh. But. Portland, USA is number one worst air quality in the world. So USA, we did it. What? Portland is number Portland. one? Yeah, because all, it's all, oh, it's all this gone West up. Coast. Yeah. Shit. So that is the rather grim existence that we yeah. have going on at the moment. But talking of major world events yep. and just, you know, the 2020, the year that is, we are currently 54 days away from a big event. Yeah. In November, right? In November, the big November date, November 6th, and that is Kylie's new album coming out. So 54 days away, <laughs> we're going to keep on bringing it up, and when it comes, we'll do a whole Kylie special. So I know we're all gunning for it, and I know we're all... It's all we're focusing on for November, that's for sure. That's just the big November date. Just know I do have my mother on a Kylie Rosé kind of... She's on a Kylie Rosé lookout. I've oh, told good. her to scour Tesco for Kylie's rosé. And, and I've told her I will pay her the money to ship it to us here. I, I would, I'm really excited to know how much it costs to like FedEx Kylie rosé from Norwich to, <laughs> to LA. And we will find out. We're going to find out. I'm going to pay it. <laughs> Wait, also, you know I don't love rosé, but she, she has done like a red wine as well. Oh, really? So, well, we'll see what your mum finds. I'll speak to Laura. I'll be like... <laughs> Just anything Kylie branded, Minogue, that is, not accepting. No, don't, don't you I'm dare. Not even gonna say it. Don't you dare. Isn't it weird that I feel like we were really snobby about Kylie and then it's almost like we turned 35 and like all 35 year old gay men are yep. like, Kylie's the best. Yep. Whereas like when we live in London, we're like, ugh, Kylie, that's so like old gay. Do I you know. know what I mean? Oh my God. Speaking of old gay, mm -hmm. did you see, this is just, now we're just doing like some Wendy Williams like gossip. Did you see this? <laughs> Did you see Madonna's Instagram live where she 
<laughs> was forcing screenwriter Diablo Cody to come to her house, wherever that was, drink wine and work on the screenplay of her life. I did. I was so confused about what was going on. It seemed to be, to me, it felt very, very reminiscent of some jobs I've had in television where a very specific job where I had a boss who forced us to go after work to the pub to carry on brainstorming ideas for the show we worked on rather than letting us go home. Oh. And so there was this kind of strange air of like, we were drinking wine and like in a pub, but also working while like this manic person was like in control of everything. It was very strange. It feels like that. I would love like a, a really high end Madonna movie only if Madonna was not involved. Well, this is the problem in the, in the Instagram live, there's moments where she literally snatches <laughs> Diablo Cody's laptop from her lap puts it in her own lap and is just like, like oh. you're going to hear her like, like deleting things and being like, well, no, that's not right. And it's like, mm, she's got too much, too much control. Give her, give her like an EP credit, but like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see how that turns out. Shall we do feedback? Yes. Okay. So I've got some great feedback on Instagram, Emily. Uh, my friend Emily, she just said, yes, changing rooms, excited to see if you discuss inflatable furniture. Well, oh, shockingly, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and we continue to discuss it forevermore. Hey, in future, when we one day have your Welcome America merch, we should have something inflatable. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so right. The your Welcome America inflatable chair is going to um, be... <laughs> and we'll do a whole episode using them where you can just hear all the squeaks <laughs> of us sitting in the chairs. <laughs> I also have uh, a new listener, I think. So uh, this is Trevor Myers. I've just looked at his Instagram profile. He's in Houston, Texas. <gasps> oh, yeah. yes. Nice to welcome. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Trevs. Hey, Trevs. <laughs> so he says, uh, my new fave podcast. Is it weird that I work out listening to this? Well, Trevor, you're not the only one. <laughs> podcast guest Shanina says that she works out to this as well. I think I think CLC, core listener Charlie, yeah. goes running to this as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for coming on board. So Lydia, she also commented, you know, it was literally in the Daily Mail today that they're bringing back changing rooms with Carol and Lawrence. You guys are so relevant. Mm-hmm. Daily Mail reader. Yikes. Now, I know she's, she's talking about Daily Mail showbiz, which we all know is still unacceptable, but sometimes does happen. Um, podcast nemesis Michael he just pops in to say the arts district equals hackney wick in my opinion fine 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 yeah that's fair that's fair I said I said Shoreditch is it that far from hackney wick not at all but I appreciate being you know having my feet held to the fire ooh fire triggering Mm -hmm. shouldn't have done that which also can you believe one of the fires was started by a gender reveal party I know I also heard some were started by lightning was that podcast nemesis, Michael? Oh. <laughs> and then finally, this is my favorite bit of feedback from Instagram. This is uh, Elisa, my friend Elisa. <laughs> she says, I once took a picture of Linda Barker to my hairdresser and asked them to cut my hair like hers. <laughs> Obviously a real style icon for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I <laughs> wonder if that involved a color, a cotton color. Yeah. And she also just messaged a... Um, a Separately, she, we were just talking. She was saying about how she, jealous she was of your teenage bedroom when you were describing it. She was saying um, she had an interior design sketch of how she wanted her room to look when she was 15. And instead, I was stuck with brown scratchy carpet, tiles of doom, and peeling moldy wallpaper. Cheers, mum. <laughs> Live out that dream now. Oh, she D- is. Dig out, dig out that, that plan and just, you know, go Oh, crazy I don't know it. that anyone can deal with them. Um, renovating Elisa's trinket corner. She has, <laughs> my friend Elisa has a trinket corner. It used to be a trinket table, which I used to mock her for because I hate trinkets. And then <laughs> it's it's grown into like a corner. I'll get her to send a picture of it and show you it. It's I would love to see wild. that. Wild. Love to see that trinket corner. Uh, don't, go, don't get those trinkets near the inflatable furniture though, because that's a pop waiting to happen. Okay, Andrew Westwell, he said on Instagram, in 2002, I was briefing Carol... It's Carol Smiley in a BBC television centre dressing room when she was electrocuted by a desk lamp. <laughs> she was fine. Such a pro. <laughs> that is fabulous. That's very good. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay, podcast nemesis Michael. He also sent in an article all about Colin the Caterpillar. Ooh. So apparently Colin the Caterpillar, the legendary cake in Marks and Spencer's, Ugh. 
is well it sells like there was like a stat that said like it sells like six thousand cakes a day or something but apparently people are worried that he's going to get phased out as people get kind of more and more into baking and he's going to fall away so Colin the caterpillar may be in peril i mean i'm completely fine for him to fall off the face of the earth you know how I feel about Colin the caterpillar. Well, just slowly crawl yeah, like a caterpillar <laughs> off the earth. The article, the article was like very dense, but it did make a really good point at the end where it's like, well, maybe the cat Colin should like uh, transition into a gorgeous butterfly and just fly away. <laughs> oh God, did I write that? That sounds like exactly how I feel. And um, finally, um, just going back to Carol Smiley, a source that I'm going to keep anonymous mm. says that they live very near Carol. And they're going to get us some neighborhood goss all about her. Oh, my God. So, you know, we're we're good to our You're Welcome America listeners and fans. We keep you confidential. So that listener, you know who you are. Give us the goss. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you ever get chatting to her, love to have her as a guest. <laughs> Carol Smiley is the perfect You're Welcome America guest. <laughs> Even though we've talked about her being electrocuted. <laughs> Laughed well, we at can, it. Well, we can, we can get her take yeah. on the lamp story. <laughs> Okay, before we get into it, we should say what the bloody hell this podcast oh, yeah. is all about. <laughs> so in every episode, we take an American topic, we discuss it, we dissect it, we work out the UK equivalent, and yep. then we take a British topic, we dis- discuss, dissect, and we work out the US equivalent. That's the way it works. Yep. Two topics every episode. We're about to do it. Let's get into it. <laughs> And we are back. So we're going to start with our American topic today. Ben, what do you got for me, babes? Well, it's just been Labor Day. I know we can't go anywhere, but we can do something. And that is go on a road trip. Oh. So I'm (laughs) going to talk about my road trip where I went to Idaho. Mm. The state of (laughs) Idaho. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Hop on board. (laughs) Let's get in the Jeep and let's go. So here's the thing with a road trip, particularly in America. You don't just get in the car and go there and you arrive at your destination. This country is fucking ginormous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all together took in five states oh my Lord. on this road trip. Okay. So I'm going to take you on a journey. Okay. Starting okay. in California. Started in California. Here's what we did. Hopped in the Jeep. We went up the coast to a place called Morrow Bay. Now here's the thing about Morrow Bay. For all the Scottish listeners out there, which is a fair few... It was essentially like Ely, which is like a very small seaside town on the east coast of Scotland. We get there. It's lovely. But as I was walking around in the day, I was like, there's something about this place. And I was like, oh, I've fucking been here before. So I had driven like three hours. No, not even three hours. Like more than three hours north of LA and just ended up in Scotland. That's the way it worked. But there were some real highlights. Um, and, and just to say, we're still in California at this point. We haven't got to Idaho. But in Morrow Bay, there was a, a shell shop. That was highly problematic because <laughs> it basically it was like, you know, when you were a kid and you, you know, when you went to the beach, you just loved getting shells. Yeah. It's very much that. But imagine that where this store had maybe been doing that for about 80 years and had pillaged every beach and coastal area and um, ocean from around the world. And we're selling it in a shop. Right. Sounds very hoarders, actually, with my... <laughs> It was Hoarders, but more organized. So it was actually a cross between Hoarders and that other show you've just been watching. But you could buy things like Coral. It was like, ooh, uh uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Or like a a shark head, you know, on a chain. It was all very like, it seemed seemed fun at first. And then it got dark very quick. Okay, hopping back in the Jeep. Let's leave California. We need to get to Idaho. Next up. We're going to Nevada. Okay. We stopped off for one night in Reno. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I know. I know you have something to say about Reno. What is it? It's where Sister Act was set. Well, the first Sister Act is where Dolores Van Cartier's act was, was in Reno. That she escapes Reno when obviously she sees her boyfriend murder someone. But yeah, the Sisters of the Moonlight Lounge or whatever it is. Should I just sing it again? (laughs) Sure. I love him. I love him. I love him. And where I go, I follow. I follow. Got it. It's one. Of, it's the best movie scene of all time at the beginning when she says, "Heat wave, good night, everybody." Heat wave. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> Just another really quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. The best song in Sister Act is not actually even one of the songs 
that's on like it's actually just a it's a cnc music factory song so you know when they're making over the the convent oh yeah and it's it goes just a touch of love just a mm-hmm. touch of love mm-hmm. and it's where kathy and the jimmy does they have like the breakdown and she does this dance with those street urchin girls just just gonna just gonna describe to our listeners fraser is He's clasped his two hands. He's doing like a wave motion with his hands, with his two arms. Everybody knows that Kathy and Jimmy moment from the, the convent makeover in Sister Act. Anyway, back okay. to Reno. Back to Reno. We're hopping back in that car for another day of driving. A lot of driving going on, I will say. Next up, we are going to drive through. I actually can't quite remember where we're going to drive through next. But I do remember just before we get into Idaho... We came across a very exciting gas station situation. Oh. Okay. So Translation, I, petrol station. Petrol station. Okay. I took some pictures because this is really, you know, I know this is right up your street. First of all, this was the gas station's name. Oh, loves. Loves. <laughs> I really, really like the artwork. I like the colors. I like the design. You're into it. Yeah. I walk into this gas station. As soon as I walk in like a tannoy announcement goes off and it says customer one for eight your shower is now ready (laughs) i was like huh you could have showers there wow not only could you have showers there i'm going to show you this picture just describe some of the objects you see in this picture oh i see um some hot dogs on a roller and a mini casino (laughs) that's right there was a whole casino inside the gas station and then here's a close-up of the casino you might see something else in the gas station Oh, a McDonald's. <laughs> That's right. There was a gas station connected to a casino, connected to a McDonald's, and you could have a shower. You could do it all. That sounds like a great day. I tell you what, I was like, <laughs> we can just go back home now because this has been great. Okay, so next up, we finally crossed over the border into Idaho. I should say, where is Idaho? Yeah, that's... It's kind of Northwest America. Right. And it's just in um, from Washington, Oregon. Right. Okay, does that help you? Yes, it does. Okay. Oregon. Orient, Orient, oh my god. Oregon? No, I was trying to say orientation. I was trying to say orientate, but that's not a word. How? What are you doing? You're like malfunctioning. You're like a compass that's just like spinning around and doesn't know where it's going. You okay? This is future Fraser. I was trying to say orient myself. That really is a word and a phrase, right? Who cares? Now, as soon as we crossed over that border, I did see a giant billboard sign. Something, you know, we've definitely noticed driving around American General. Billboards... Fucking everywhere. Yeah, they love them. Now, the first billboard I saw said, Welcome to Trump Country. Oh. (laughs) This was... So bold. This was shortly followed by a billboard that said, America should leave the UN. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, but I I don't even... Is... Who? So, now here's the thing. Uh I've been to Idaho a few (laughs) times in the past. Idaho, it turns out has many different sides to it in the past i've gone through a certain area and it's been gorgeous and i've come back and i've told my colleagues i was in idaho and they always give me like a grimace i'm like what do you mean (laughs) idaho's gorgeous turns out this part of idaho i was going through right wasn't the best the real idaho it was the real idaho okay so um we then stopped off uh to get some lunch somewhere and of course you know it's we're in the jeep We've got Fabio. I'm probably wearing pink tie-dyes. I was wearing my colorful Tevas, you know, my little Teva sandals. It was all go. We're hopping Uh-oh. out. I imagine you opened like a diner door and everyone went quiet, right? Well, almost. We didn't even get to the diner door. So we're hopping out the car. You know, I've got my Jeep. She's not the biggest of vehicles, but she's not small. Every vehicle around me was about five times the size of my Jeep. Yeah, like an apartment building on wheels just exactly. driving around. So we're getting ready to go inside to the restaurant. We turn around and there's a crowd of people walking towards the restaurant. (laughs) None of them had masks. Right. Okay. UK listeners, masks are a very big and controversial thing in the US, blah, 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 blah. Yep. None of them were wearing masks. However, each of them was wearing an item of clothing that had an American flag Uh somewhere. Mm -hmm. The person at the front of the group, imagine like a v-shape kind of you know almost like the saturdays back in the day doing choreography say, yeah v-shape formation they love that exactly v-shape formation the per- person at the t- the front of the v-shape formation una una not una 
a man wearing a giant American flag t-shirt that said, I will not apologize for the flag. <laughs> so it was at that point we decided to get back in the car mm-hmm. and we thought we need to find somewhere that would be more our speed and where we would be welcome. Where would that place be? A Mexican restaurant. Right. I was about to say the Cheesecake Factory for some <laughs> reason, but yes. I know in the past when I have told you about that incident, you did come up with a gray alternate flag t-shirt that we could make. Oh, yes. Do you want to just like pitch that now as if we're in Shark Tank, translation, Dragon's Den? Yeah, so recently my friend saw a t-shirt, it was actually the American flag, and it said, I won't apologize for the flag. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to pitch one that says, I won't apologize for being a flag. (laughs) And it's just a a giant rainbow flag. And it's the rainbow flag with like the trans and the Black Lives Matter stuff on it. Yeah, and it's, I won't apologize for being a flag. That is going to go into our future merch store (laughs) beside the Iraq America inflatable chair. (laughs) So anyway, we are in Idaho. We're hurtling towards our final destination, which is a place called Driggs, a very small town in Idaho near the border of Wyoming. Now, just before we got there, it was nighttime by this point. We thought, you know what? We could do with a sweet treat. We had that Mexican (laughs) meal earlier. So we stopped off at this place. Is that Dairy Queen? We went to Dairy Queen. Oh, you went without me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I know we tried to go together before, but I had to go without you. Now, I want to show you this video because we both ordered blizzards and I want to show you this video. Is that something they're required to do? I'll Des- describe it to okay, the listeners. So this lovely young lady um, who looks like she wants to murder you. <laughs> her eyes over her mask are saying, get out of Trump country. And uh, she's handing you your blizzard and as like a little thing to show how thick the blizzard is, she just holds it upside down really quickly. That's right. I think that seems to be their thing. It is a real thing. So the blizzards are so thick. It's kind of like a McFlurry, but super thick and, right. and condensed that the whole thing with them is that you can turn them upside down before it's you like can eat them. It's uh, like when you whip, when you're making a meringue and you, you get stiff peaks and then you hold the bowl over your head to show that the meringues are stiff. I learned that from Great British Bake Off. Oh, okay. Sim- well, that's the UK equivalent of the, <laughs> of the blizzard. So yeah, as she hands it out of the drive through window, she, I think she's like contractually obliged to like turn it yeah, upside down. Yeah, she looks really annoyed when she's yeah. doing it. I mean, I was thrilled. Um, so we had it, just to give that quick review, it was fine. Just ice cream, right? Yeah, it just... <laughs> It was fine. Nothing major. I had the Oreo one. Okay. But do you know what? We're finally in Idaho. We made it, everyone. Like I said, we're in this very small town called Driggs. Um, I feel like you're not saying it in the true Scottish accent. Driggs. There we go. We're in Driggs. (laughs) Driggs sounds like one of your made-up Scottish words that you use in our Welcome Not Welcome. Oh, I'll tell you what. Dead Driggs. It was was pouring Driggs that day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Driggs is utterly, utterly charming it is like the most gorgeous little small town of all time and i will say we were on mountain time when we were there (laughs) god mountain time just another time zone in america called mountain time i can't handle it but it's just it's so beautiful small town it's got a gorgeous restaurant it's got mountains it's got everything going for it (laughs) it's like i was like this is what i thought idaho was right so yeah, and we spent the week there. Now, something that Idaho is very famous for are potatoes. Oh. Now, we didn't get to go, unfortunately, when we were there, but Driggs does have its own drive-in uh, movie theater right. called The Spud. Ooh. All themed around potatoes. Ooh, so that I was bet a, the food is really good. I bet it's like fries, tater tots, mash. Mi- little little mini sliders. Oh, I was, mm. they were, I, 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 it was really pitched heavily to me, but unfortunately it wasn't open, so it was real yeah. upsetting. Ooh, waffle um, fries. Oh, mm. all the above. And I love waffle fries. Also, while we were there, um, one highlight meal was I ate elk meatballs. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> I know you're not on board, but I've got to give it a shout out. I also wanted to give a shout out to the Driggs newspaper. Okay. Oh, the so like, Daily Driggs. No, Daily um, Driggs. no, no. Hang on. I've got more. I've got more. Okay, um, do it. Go for it. Um, well, I guess, is, is it like elk? Is it like the elk times? Is it kind of like <laughs> moose, the moose elk, news? The elk Valley Gazette? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Moose news. No, it's actually called Teton Valley News. Okay. So yeah, I, yours is better. The Daily Driggs. Okay. So um, they do have a thing where they uh, log on Teton Valley News, just like local um, complaint calls. Ooh. I think it's I think it's with like the the police department there. And of course, right. you know, police departments at the moment is a bit of a topic that we don't want to get into. Yep. However, in Driggs, there are a few fun things that do happen. I'm just going to read out a few for you. Okay. Um, on 20th of July, a caller reported that his wife had hit him with a wet dish towel. Deputies <laughs> responded and determined the couple had been arguing. No charges were filed. 
Oh, a wet dish towel. A that's wet really dish towel. <laughs> Choice was made there, wasn't it? That's a real. Wh- that's a real sting. Yeah, that's gonna whip and leave like a cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also on twentieth of July, big day. A caller reported hearing two men yelling at each other in their house. Deputies determined it was a verbal altercation. The roommates said they'd keep it chill for the rest of the night. Two men living together, eh, in Idaho. That's pretty... Oh. Roommates, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Noted. Two dramatic gays arguing in their house. And then finally, we had one where a caller reported hearing domestic disturbance. Deputies spoke with the involved parties and determined they'd been yelling because the husband was trying to help the wife extract a contact that was stuck in her eye. <laughs> they were intoxicated but uninjured, and there appeared to be no domestic issue. Ooh. Taking your contacts out when you're drunk. I mean, I don't wear contacts, so you tell me. That's a well. Also, you it, you you never take someone else's contact out. <laughs> no, it's a real like, it's a real solo activity. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I know I've definitely mentioned this before, but mm-hmm. speaking of local newspapers, oh yeah, my favorite headline ever in the Eastern Daily Press, the EDP, which is the uh, Norfolk newspaper where I'm from. Mm-hmm. There was once a headline. You know, those kind of a sandwich board with the EDP headline on it, and it just said. Norwich pigeon found in France. <laughs> it's like, well, that made that was the top headline that a pigeon from Norwich had managed to fly to France. I have an image of like the pigeon like wearing a beret, like trying yeah. to hide in France. <laughs> uh, bonjour, <laughs> Sa- salut. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, on our final day there, we did go to a lake. And we went out in the lake and it was lovely and we're kayaking. A lot of boats around because it was Labor Day weekend. Now, one boat, Uh-oh. one boat. Now, yes, the boats had a lot of American flags. Yeah. I was going to say, did you get like, was, was it like pirate situation? Like Captain Phillips, did you guys get overtaken by some Trump supporters on your no, boat? We, we, we were fine. <laughs> we were, you know, staying closer to the shore. We were okay. Now, one thing that I did find fascinating, though, was... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of water skiing going on, going on. A lot of people like in those rubber do- tubing, tubing, tubing as they call it. So we're on that lake, speedboats going all over the place. A lot of them are playing music. One of them played a very curious song and I wanted to, wanted you to guess what song it was. Now, here's the clue. Okay. It's a song that was used in a lip sync in Drag Race Canada. Oh shit. Oh God. Was it, you're a superstar? Nope. Damn, that's the only one I can remember. Um, I drove all night by... Nope. Give you one more guess. Um, Aliex. <laughs> I wish. It was Avril Lavigne girlfriend. Oh. So can you imagine like, like a Trump supporting boat? Someone. Hey, hey you, 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 you girlfriend. I was like, what? <laughs> Very confusing. Oh my God. Actually, I didn't do it on this podcast. Should I do my, um, my favorite bit of that song at the end? Go for it. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no way. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh god that sound was very loud in my <laughs> that was beautiful well, stunning voice okay so our time in idaho came to an end but before it did um we did stop off a couple of more like um roadside eateries oh. i did spy um some microwave pork rinds <laughs> oh you really cut right through to something i, could, I didn't like the sound of <laughs> also at this specific one near the lake they had um bear proof trash cans okay? oh lovely but they um um, Jesse's sister did tell me that um, there was also an area where the, in, in Idaho where they take all the problem bears and release them, uh, which I, I feel, thought was great. I feel very attacked by that. <laughs> As you know, I'm transitioned into just, I am a bear now. So I'm going to have to start being one of those people that takes pictures by like, your pictures of like, mind the bears. And it'll be me being like, oh, are, you a pro- are you a problem bear? Oh, very much. We're going to we're gonna have to like <laughs> release, release <me>. you. <laughs> Release me, release this problem bear. <laughs> oh, Agnes. <laughs> so that was our time in Idaho. It was beautiful. That that's. I did genuinely appreciate going through like the Trumpiest of Trump Trump yeah. bits to get to the actual utterly gorgeous bit. On the way back, just a couple other things to note because again, you know, it took us like eight days to get there, whatever. Um, on the way back, we traveled through Utah. Great. Just collecting another state. We did stay for one night in Vegas on the way back. Can oh, you Lord. imagine during a pandemic, <laughs> during Labor Day weekend, what the hell Vegas was like? What, what was happening? Was it like a, I imagine like 28 days later, just kind of it was people just roaming the streets and it, like 
the, it, the lock saw like smashed and you it know. was so confused and bizarre like some of the giant so we stayed in like a one you know, all the hotels are huge yeah. stayed in like a huge hotel but just on the side um it was called the vidara it's a very strange hotel fun fact about the vidara that um it's a curved shape and it's all made of glass the design of it <laughs> like the concave design of it means that when the sun hits it the the sun gets magnified so strong that the temperature beside the pool is like almost uninhabitable. <laughs> and and locals refer to it as the death ray. Why, why does that exist? Vegas. So anyway, we were staying in the death ray building. Well, that's good for a pandemic. You want to be having blasting temperatures to kind of burn out the burn out the virus. Exactly, burn out yeah. the COVID. Get, get me that death ray. That's, that's actually why we stayed there. Right. Yeah, just to sort of like zap us before getting back to LA. So that was our road trip to Idaho. I did want to look into who famous is from Idaho. Yeah. Okay. Famous Idahoans. Idahoans. Who knows? Hoians. Idahoe. <laughs> There's no one great. I will say. Okay. Sorry, Idaho. Sorry. Correct. Hey, if we have any Idahoans out there, and I've got something wrong, or you want to add something, throw it in. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Do get in touch on IG, on email, letter, whatever you want. <laughs> um, famous person from Idaho. The most famous person I could find was Aaron Paul. Oh God! I know he's not for us. No, he's, he's not for the for straights. Us. He's for the straights. Even like when he was in Westworld last season, he was like the worst part of Westworld. Yeah. Well, it's because he was. It's like that last season of Westworld. It's like I just want to see women. Like I don't. We don't need men in this situation. Exactly. He was like a prop for all the women. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was my trip to Idaho, UK equivalent. Okay. Lot, well, there's a lot. It's it's a lot of open land. There's a lot of farmland. They've got those potatoes. There's mountains. It's all out there. What are you thinking? <laughs> I was like, well, you were describing where I'm from until you got to mountains. Oh, because... mountains are key. Mountains are key in yeah. this. Well, the only place when I can think of mountains is like the Peak District. <laughs> <laughs> or like some strange part of like Wales, maybe. Oh. Where Snowdon is. I hadn't thought about Wales. Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, because it's so... kind of, a, you know, big love to our Welsh listeners, but it's a strange part of the UK. Very kind of... Lots of open land and kind of mountains and ruggedness. And then also strange little small towns of people. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Because mm. I was going to go with Yorkshire in general because a lot of potatoes there. Ah, Yeah, I'm not sure about what the kind of agricultural Welsh export sorry, you're, is. Sorry, you're not, you're not up to speed on Welsh agriculture. No, not, not current not, is what I was going to say. Not current. You know yeah. it from a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, I know from like changed. the 1800s, their main export was, you know, yeah. it was wool and, mm-hmm. you know, leeks and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking Yorkshire simply because Yorkshire is interesting and in then it has some like, I was at uni there in York, it has some like small towns and cities that are like so unique and yeah. gorgeous and then it has some areas which are terrifying. Yeah. Did you ever watch Happy Valley? No. That sh- it was that crime show back in back at home that was all set in Yorkshire and it was had some intense towns and townsfolk. Got it. Got it. So and- actually... That's a pretty... Now I've, now I've made the Happy Valley connection. That's you're you're pretty, with me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Yorkshire doesn't really have the mountains or whatever, but you know what? UK can't have it all. So the UK equivalent of the state of Idaho is Yorkshire. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. And we are back. Okay, we've done our American topic for the episode. We need to do one from the UK. Fraser, what have you got for us? So, of course, from that stunning piece of music, I will be discussing Steps. Mm. Oh, yeah. British pop group Steps. Let's do it. Oh, Lordy Lordison. <laughs> so let's just do a quick dry... Let's just do a quick dry overview from uh, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Steps, in brackets, uh, translation parentheses, pop group. Steps are a British dance pop group consisting of Claire Richards, Lee Latchford Evans, Lisa Scott Lee, Faye Tozer... And Ian H. Watkins. What a wild selection of names. Claire Richards, very normal, but everyone else has got a lot going on in their names there. <laughs> Steps were originally formed in 1997. Um, and just a quick overview, they've released five studio albums, three compilation albums, and 17 singles. <laughs> they've been busy. <laughs> so they are a... Well, they're, a, they're kind of a controversial topic in our lives. They're, 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 they're like a gay staple, but... 
I did like them. And I did have some of their albums. And I do like some of their songs. But they're just not perhaps as enduring in my heart as some of the other pop groups of my past, right? I would agree. I always liked them, never loved them. But I sure as hell went to one of their concerts and bought their albums. Me too. So, I, I, mean... I saw the Steps Gold tour at the end. So, exactly. of course, yeah, so of course we did. So let's just go into a little bit. So apparently they were formed in 1997. Mm-hmm. And I, this is one of my favorite pieces of information. Strong year. One of my favorite years. Guess, um, guess where they had to answer an ad. Oh, oh, it'd have to be in the stage. <laughs> Correct. It was an ad in the stage, which was the... <laughs> Uh, kind of was it the UK like entertainment yeah UK talent uh, newspaper rag yeah if you were if you were our age and you were a homo and you liked pop music we all secretly dreamed of answering an ad in the stage and joining like a pop band right well after we would all secretly well secretly slash openly dream of going to Sylvia Young's theatre school yep (laughs) while we're there we may have answered an ad in the stage newspaper and then we would have become global pop sensations well I I would like to think that you and I would have sat together and we would have circled the ads in the stage while we were at Pineapple Dance Studios Just after taking a street dance class, we would have been like, oh my God, oh look, they're looking for other people from a pop band. It's called Steps. <laughs> so basically they had, um, they had lots of actual other members. There was an original lineup and then they oh. got, yeah, it was uh, H, Ian H Watkins, mm-hmm. Lisa Scott Lee, and then three other completely different members. Oh, interesting. And apparently the other three members left because they said they wanted to be more than a one hit wonder band. You fools. You fools. <laughs> 17 singles later. <laughs> Were they all hits? Not really, but still. they Steps had a pretty long shelf life for a, a kind of supposedly disposable, like, one-hit wonder pop band. Also, I feel like, and we'll come on to this later, I'm sure, but I feel like Steps have it sorted. They yeah. clearly know. They, I think they've got their own record company. They release their own music, make, make lots of money from touring, yeah. and they probably, <laughs> I think they own their name and everything. Like, they're yeah. good. So um, they put together their first single, which we just heard, which was 5678, described as a techno dance, <laughs> techno line dance song. Now, I also once had a stat in my head, don't know if it's true, but I always remember quoting it to people saying that uh, 5678 was the biggest selling song of the 90s, never to make the top 10. Oh God, I don't, let me, I'll fact check that because mm-hmm. I'm deep into... Or maybe never never make the top five. It had something like that, something ridiculous. All to say, do you know what? I was never a huge fan of that song. So no, that song's not great, but I have some fun some fun info for you. So they, they formed like the new band. They found the actual other members, I think probably went back to the stage mm-hmm. and, you know, circled some more ads. They found all the other members. So they still had five, six, seven, eight. But apparently what happened is they then got presented to, and I'm going to quote from Wikipedia here, pop impresario Pete Waterman. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yikes. So they got, like, shown to Pete Waterman. and Shown to Pete Waterman. <laughs> they, got, like, they, got, they stepped out in front of Pete Waterman, and they did, like, obviously, he then signed them to his record label. Basically, they reworked 5678, including the prominent fiddle into the arrangement. I mean, that fiddle is <laughs> That fiddle is a big part of it. And then... Sixth member of the group. Then that's what, then, obviously, they released it through Pete Waterman. So that's kind of ah. what started Steps' as big, big big success. So yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of 5678. It was no. a strange it's a strange like novelty. It is a novelty song. It's like a line dancing techno song. It has that really strange techno breakdown in it. It also it has like that thing of like that late nineties thing of we're gonna do a novelty song that has like a specific dance to it. Yes. They tried to really force that upon us. Well this is this is part of it. So basically what happened once they joined with Pete Waterman, they all kind of collectively came up with this idea, and this is where the band name came from, that every song they would release was about the dance moves, the dance steps, and they would include the dance moves to every song in the sleeve of the CD single to go with the song. Oh, gen- I mean, geniuses. So there's a very particular dance to 5678, and I can't quite remember it. I just know there's a lassoing motion like mm-hmm. this, and like a sidestepping like a pistol's. It's always, all of their songs always had a couple of moves that everyone could do. Yes. Basically, once Pete Waterman got his grubby little paws on them, he he wanted to have, like, his idea was to make them ABBA, but with yes. for, like, a modern age, for a late 90s age. Okay, so then in 1998, they had their follow-up single, which is Last Thing On My Mind. So 
this is a cover of a Bananarama song. I didn't know that. Did I you? I didn't know that, but it, it, now it I sounds hear like it. a Bananarama song. I hear it. I really like Last Thing on My Mind. This is where I my I remember when I heard Last Thing on My Mind, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Because obviously five, six, seven, eight was like fun, and I'd obviously I clearly did enjoy that as a child. So, but then I heard last thing I heard, I was like, "Oh, I think there might be a little something to these steps, people." Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the dance routine to last thing on my mind. I think that there was definitely this move where you like hands near your hands head, near your head, and it was like mind. Around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that got to number six in the UK charts. I was five, six, seven. I got to number 14. I just want to clarify that for you. I, I, my stat rings true. Then they followed up last thing on my mind with what I think is, I think of as the best early step song. Great song. Fantastic song. Also, Word for Sorrow is where you started to notice the Claire. So Claire was the kind of main vocalist for Steps. If you watch the video for One for Sorrow, it's where Claire starts doing the like Claire mouth. The one for sorrow. Like her mouth is ginormous and she really like blasts. But she also but she it. also did that thing all the time where she'd go like that. Yeah, yeah. The little little the, the nose and eye scratch. Yeah, little little <laughs> cheeky like look at the camera and like, oh. I, I love One for Sorrow. I think the signature dance move for One for Sorrow was one finger in the air when you for the one and the two, two. too bad. You did you changed it to a two. That's right. And then you did like it across your eyes. Yes. Two, <laughs> two. And you did swipe across your yes. eyes. So I loved One for Sorrow. That got to number two in the, uh, oh, they're getting the there. UK charts. They're getting there. So they really were picking up momentum at this point. And this is in 1998, by the way. Now we get to their first number one. Well... This was a double A side, wasn't it? This was a, du- <laughs> this was a double A side, and we'll get to the far superior <laughs> side of the A. But we'll have to. There's something, a song that you can't avoid when you discuss steps, and that is tragedy. Tragedy. I like tragedy. Are you crazy? I do not like tragedy. So tragedy is a cover of a Bee Gees song. I really like the doom, 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 doom. Like it's really ominous. Like it's coming for you. It's going to get you. Yeah, not into that bit. <laughs> I'm just, uh, it just, tragedy is just, how do you even describe this, this song and this release in the impact it had in the UK? It just was, it's their first number one, but it, it like, people lost their damn minds when tragedy came out. The music video was wildly a wedding set piece where they were all the members of steps were marrying each other and leaving each other at the altar oh no they were all marrying someone else and they all like save each other at the altar i think is the the plot of tragedy it's wild we've both recently though haven't we both recently watched a performance they did um in wembley from like a couple of years ago of tragedy didn't we discuss this yes and it was actually very good it was like (laughs) i'm just gonna click on this it's on the steps official uh youtube account it's got two million views production and everything is genuinely phenomenal (laughs) there's like a giant cake they're all getting married there's a there's the classic tragedy dance which is throwing your hands up beside your head when you say tragedy Tragedy. I'm just doing the dance moves now for listeners, and actually, it's very um. To bear when no one can love you, you're going nowhere. We know it. A lot of hand, a lot of handography for tragedy, and actually very similar to the Macarena. I feel like tragedy and the Macarena have got quite a lot of. Yeah, a little. A or little. Saturday night, maybe. I feel like they all came out at that same kind of time where all that songs era. all had like their own dance routine. So you have issues with tragedy. I just, I just don't ever want to hear it again. I don't think it's a bad song. I actually like it. I just, much like S Club 7 Reach, there's just songs that have been played so much that I don't ever want to hear them. Okay, okay. So it's like if you were in like a cheesy club in the UK, they'd like throw on tragedy to like get everyone on the dance floor. Whereas I would rather dance to like One for Sorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, uh, the double A side of tragedy was Heartbeat. <laughs> oh, this is a real heartfelt song. Uh, so Heartbeat was Steps', Steps's? Steps' first ballad. I, I. You are only a heartbeat away, baby, baby. My love, <laughs> one day we'll find you here. 
will remind, remind you. you, and it comes your it way. It comes your way. <laughs> it comes your way. <laughs> oh, when it comes your way. <laughs> I'm not even going to play it. I feel like we've just done I think it. We did it. I think that could be our audition for when we audition for something. The two of us could do that together. One hundred percent. Heartbeat has a wonderful music video it was i think it was it was it released at christmas oh I think yeah it was yeah it was a christmas oh. christmas number one and it's basically all of steps at a snowy cabin exchanging gifts and i think they get kidnapped by christmas elves something like that all i remember is Faye's hair <laughs> Faye's Faye's problematic blonde blonde dread dread yeah Ooh, yeah Faye, Faye debuted her dreadlocks for the heartbeat video and i remember there's lots of fake skiing like skiing in front of a green screen yes so here's where we get into a run of uh songs by steps this is when they just started spewing out songs by the kind of like at a rapid fire pace a lot of them just merge at this point yeah so i was gonna say the next three really really merge together for me so there's better best forgotten do you remember mm-hmm. that one yep so there's better best forgotten that got to number two fine love's got a hold on my heart which sounds exactly like better best forgotten mm-hmm Exactly the same song. More Claire, open mouth, giant black hole kind of singing notes in that song. And the same with After the Love Has Gone. Well, After the Love Has Gone is the follow-up. I think of this as, uh, speaking of problematic hair, After the Love Has Gone is one of the most, one of their most problematic songs. Oh, so there's, there's a, are there's, there a lot of like, are there a lot of like red silk Chinese dresses in this yeah, video? This, this song, oh so basically you can see that they were like, you know, it's 1999 at this point. And everyone's like, concept, let's just make it Chinese. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's got a Far East flair to it, this song. So we'll make the video very Far East. Got so everyone's it. Got in it, like, got it, got it, got it. What we used to call Chinese dresses at the time, which mm-hmm. is problematic. Hugely problematic. I know we just said it. Yeah, yeah 100%. But it's just, everything was bad. So yeah, After the Love Has Gone is quite a, quite a problematic one. So yeah, you had Better Bits Forgotten, Love's Got a Hold of My Heart. They got to number two. After the Love Has Gone got to number five. And then we got Say You'll Be Mine. Yeah, fine. Again, that merges with that one. Then we have a, an interesting song that was um, a double A side of Say You'll Be Mine. It was a cover of Better the Devil You Know by Kylie. Mm. I don't mind this cover. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at this cover at all. Mm. It's, it's like a fun, nice song that I don't mind hearing another interpretation of. Mm. That's my review. <laughs> We're kind of in a run of like, Tragedy was the last... Everyone knew these songs, but Tragedy was the last one that kind of like broke out of just gays and like teenagers you know 100 percent. but then the next song single that came out in the year 2000 i think this song broke out of the the kind of the mold so this song is very when i first got i talk about this a lot on this podcast but there's a period of time where i first got sky tv and i first got all of the music channels and this song is very phrases just got the uh the music channels I would say I'm gonna this is, I'm gonna throw it out there. This is my favorite step yeah, song. I um, I'm with you there, my friend. This is Deeper Shade of Blue is an amazing song. It's I, like it feels it feels like the production something happened when they released Deeper Shade of Blue. It was like oh, this is like a good song. It right? was it was almost like a kind of cool or reputable um, producer like was like, Do you know what? I quite like steps. I'm gonna do a step song. And yes. it was still very steps, but there's just something about it that's like, it's a bit bleak, I think, yeah. as a song, which I love. I love the music video. Love the music video. I love the... Futuristic robots. Future, I love the, the, the kind of like, the dance move was you put your hands out and you hold kind of like a two with your fingers, but you hold the fingers together and you kind of <laughs> wag them. Yeah. Love. So yeah, Deeper Shade of Blue was a big, big turning point for me. And then actually the follow-up single is, <laughs> has a huge place in my heart as well because... Uh, Someone I mentioned regularly on this podcast, Lydia. Me and Lydia were I, I obsessed with the next song that came out. Are you ready? I, I'm, I'm ready 100%. Summer. Of love. I, I, I love, love this song. <laughs> also, oh, this, the music video the vid- to this, wasn't it, wasn't it meant to be a little bit like West Side Story yes. competing? So this was, it was Good Steps versus Bad Steps. <gasps> but what I, what I specifically remember, and I think 
we need to get the visuals for it for Instagram is good steps. The visuals are amazing. The color, the color scheme, what everyone's wearing, everyone's wearing like a vest top and a, like a cargo pant, but they're all in like bright pink and blue. It's all like these bright, like neony kind of colors. Like, and I think Claire has like a pink dip dye. I think she's a blonde bob with like a pink dip dye. There's also a moment where Lee speaks Spanish in the, um, in the middle of the song. And uh, in a real fun joke that me and my friend Lydia used to make, it sounds (laughs) like he says, chicken Kiev. Sounds nothing like Chicken Kiev, but there you go. I I heard the Chicken Kiev. (laughs) We also need to talk about a little song called Stomp. (laughs) Speaking of 2000, yikes, 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 yikes. Stomp has come in next. And this song got to number one. Yeah. Stomp was a big, a big hit. I just... (laughs) I'm just going to show you the single artwork for Stomp. It's like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) It's like the Brady Bunch meets Bratz dolls. Everyone's hair is really troublesome. Lisa Scott Lee, that hair is tough. She's wearing like pigtails with blue bits. Um, Lee's got a lot of spike going on. This was around the time that Lisa Scott Lee got adult braces, wasn't it? Oh yes, <laughs> I think she had blue braces to match her blue hair. She did. Faye, Faye's doing a lot of like tussling. Like her dreads are gone. Yeah, but she's still she's still yearning she, for she's them. Twisting that hair. So she's like just tussling and twisting that hair. <laughs> I mean, it's all go with them, isn't it? Yeah. So stomp stomp samples. That it has like a sample that they've modified of Everybody Dance by Chic, which I didn't realize. I, I found that when I was doing my research. Stomp had a very specific dance routine as well. I just remember there's a lot of like stomp, stomp. Yeah. Stomp, stomp, like off, off beat. There's, there's, there's lots syncopated. Of hot, yeah, lots of syncopated. They really upped the, the dance moves for this one. Then we move to 2001. And this is another iconic, iconic step song and iconic steps video. This is, it's the way you make me feel. It's the way you make me feel. The way that you make me feel. Spin in my world around. Tell me, how can I walk away? I don't care what they say. They, there's a lot of fan work. So this going was, on. this was, again, there's lots of mood board work with steps. You feel like they have like, a very simple mood board. Someone just says a word and they make the mood board from it and then they make the music video and the whole concept. The mood board for this one was like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Ball. <laughs> Regency. Ball. Regency yeah. ball. I think someone just said corsets and then they made the whole <laughs> mood board based on that. So basically this music video is all set in like an old kind of Edwardian, like Victorian house and they're all dressed in like corsets and it's all meant to be kind of like lots of, yeah, lots of fan work and people being coy and kind of regency dancing in like a ballroom it's (laughs) this video is also kind of emblazoned into my memory from when i had the music channels it's the way you make me feel was on constantly i feel like i just was watching the box just watching this music video go round and round on a loop (laughs) how do you feel about this song it's the way you make me feel the The way way that that you make make me feel feel. (laughs) it's fine i'm it's fine. If I heard it again, I'd be like, oh, that's nice. But I'd be, yeah. I'd be waiting for one for Sorrow or Stomp or, this is, you know. This is another notable one where they let H um, sing some of the, the verses. Mm. They were starting to really branch out. H stands for hyperactive. <laughs> Poor, I mean, that was so tricky. When you think about what the H really stands for. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, they literally were like, oh, his nickname is H. It stands for hyperactive. It's like, it stands for homosexual. <laughs> I've, until this day, that's never twigged in my head. <laughs> so this is where we're kind of, I feel like we're entering the the end of the end of steps as I knew it at the time before they kind of came back. So we had the follow-up single Here and Now with the, the double A side, You'll Be Sorry. Don't remember, You'll Be Sorry. Here yep. and Now was bad. It was uh, filmed in a, it wasn't filmed in, it was set in a CGI maze. That's all I remember about Here and Now. Mm, that's my favorite kind of maze. <laughs> CGI maze. Really hard to get out of. And then 2001, what, you know, kind of what I consider to be their last, like, pop release was a cover of Chain Reaction by Diana Ross. Oh, that's right. It's not great. <laughs> they went out on a real... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was a hospital-themed video. I just remember that. Oh. I remember everyone's dressed as, like, a nurse or a doctor. Don't it's like look. sexy nurses and doctors. Don't remember that. It's not great. And then uh, finally, <laughs> words are not enough. Uh, double A side with I Know Him So Well in 2001. Oh. Wasn't he good? Oh, so good. 
<laughs> I just remember about that song. Everyone, every girl of a certain age says that they performed that in like a theater like showcase with with another friend where they stand back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it madness? He won't be mine. <laughs> yeah. I think many a girl has stood back to back with their friend and sung I Know Him So Well. Are they cl- they're holding a mic with one hand? Are they clutching each other's hands yeah, with the other? Exactly. In the end, I'm the little of Dada, more security. <laughs> we should do that. I was about to say, when, when speaking of us doing the Your Welcome America like merch, when we go on tour and do yeah. Your Welcome, we're going to open with I Know Him So Well live. <laughs> We're not even going to change the lyrics. We're just going to fully just perform I Know Him So Well standing back to back. <laughs> what a, a real spectacular opener to like a live show. <laughs> Where we sit and talk about like Denny's. <laughs> In the end. <laughs> and I want to do it like really seriously. Like where we really... <laughs> where we like really try. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear a crushed velvet corset for that. I was, I was about to say I'm gonna wear like a kind of a loose. I think one of them is wearing like a white pantsuit, like slacks. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> white suit, really flattering. Okay, great. Oh, oh wow. There wow. we go. So, <laughs> Steps kind of went away in 2001. That's when they well, famously Claire and H decided to go off on their own yeah, and do so... their own thing. And I think from and I'm sure we'll mention it, but when Sky Living. Did the Steps reunion TV yeah. show, which I think is one of the best bits of television oh ever. Oh it's the most intense thing I've ever seen. They, um, I think at the end of, they were doing a big tour and then they basically, in the just before the end, it was the end of the tour, it was like the final show. And just before the show started, like three members got like a fax from the other members saying, <laughs> we're splitting up, have a good show. And they did a show and they went their separate. It was something crazy yeah, like that. That was something, yeah. And actually I was going to say it was, in 2001, following their Boxing Day split, <laughs> I mean, talk about hitting people hard. Let them go through Christmas and then <laughs> break that news on Boxing Day. Didn't take that break up on Boxing Day as well. I can't remember. Maybe. Boxing Day for American listeners is the 26th of December. Yeah, December 26th. after Christmas. Yeah, but yeah, they were. It says they were heavily criticised by their fans uh, because they said that they thought they were kind of capitalising for Christmas like Christmas merch and stuff and then splitting on Boxing Day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it says, however, it has since come to light that both H and Claire left the group on the last night of the Steps Gold Greatest Hits tour because of their unhappiness with the group. I went to see that tour. <laughs> Did they seem unhappy? Uh, they seemed fine to me, but yeah, then that's when H and Claire formed their duo and released Hey DJ and then no other songs. Yeah. So we actually, so we actually just paused to watch the Hey DJ video and I feel like that song's a lot better than I remember it being. Both into it. <laughs> this is Future Fraser again. Uh, just to let you know, Ben and I talked about Steps for so long that I've had to cut out almost 30 minutes of extra stuff where we talked about the Sky Living documentary, like what they got up to when they broke up. But we simply don't have the time to make you listen to all of that. So if you guys want a Steps part two, <laughs> let us know. Uh, this just recently, mm-hmm. I think it was like two days ago, they announced that via their social media accounts they, they've released their next album is called what the future holds very poignant for now <laughs> um and then yeah that's coming out in november same time as kylie's album so Uh-oh. november's gonna be a big month for you and me Uh-oh. lots of things happening in our lives no one else's lives but in our lives very important things in november and yeah it says they're going on a i mean it says they're going on a UK tour. I'm not sure if that's going to be I, happening by November 2021. But well, it says Sophie Ellis Bexter's going to be their special guest. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that's nice. So trying to think of the US equivalent of Steps is Oof. really, really, really difficult. Really difficult. Because I went down this kind of rabbit hole where I was trying to look for famous, like, mixed gender pop groups in the US. And they just do not exist. Obviously, you have, like, Black Eyed Peas has, like, Fergie and those other members, that kind of thing. But this kind of pure pop element, mm-hmm. the girl band, boy band era in the US just did not feature mixed gendered. Well, how dare the I know. genders mix? How dare? I Imagine genders mixing like that. So, Get them apart. <laughs> so I was, I was actually, I reached out to an American to help me with this. Oh, wow. So you know how people say, oh, like my work wife. <laughs> I reached out to my work soulmate. Okay. <laughs> to Shelby. She's my soulmate. We are genuinely, we've talked about it. We're, we're, it's written in the stars that we were meant to be together. And Got we it. found each other in this life through working together. So I was, I actually pitched the kind of the group to her and I pitched the question. And I already had a couple of things in mind. And she actually replied with the exact 
same things. Okay. So I'm going to talk Let's you through do them. It. First thing I thought of was, okay, dance routines. What did kids of a certain age like dance along to? And she's actually of a younger age than us. So actually it kind of helped me skew it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I said, high school musical mm. because it's mixed gender songs together and yes um i keep saying mixed gender i feel like i'm talking from like some like horrible like christian <laughs> like conversion campus or like mixed gender um but yeah so high school musical and it's like dance routines you could learn along pop songs female male vocals so i thought high school musical love that then i was like well I was like, I know S Club 7 were really big in the US for some some people. So I wanted to say to her, well, what's the equivalent of S Club 7? And she replied saying, well, I'm thinking, you know, S Club 7 were... And she gave me all of that. And I was like, okay, okay, we can't have them. They're British. Then we came across a little group that are not are not American and not British either. Who do you think it was? The 18s. You're right. <laughs> it is the 18s. Also, shout out to a music video that had one of those rooms that was slowly turning, you know? So <laughs> yeah. they, they had to like... Billie Eilish didn't do that first, people. The 18s did it. <laughs> so yeah, we just, me and Ben just paused to watch the 18s upside down music video. And I urge everyone, not just walk, run to your device and watch the upside down music video. The color palette, the aesthetic, it's all very like come on over by Christina Aguilera. But wait, were, that, were they were They, they were Swedish. Yeah, they were very Swedish. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking that the US equivalent of Steps is High School Musical and the A-Teens. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we are back. As ever, we're going to finish off the show by playing a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we mention very British or very American things, and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. So, first up, Welcome or Not Welcome, Koozies. 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 Koozies, first of all, sounds like a derogatory term for vagina. Oh, hadn't thought about that. She showed a koozie. Mm, she sure did. They keep your, your beer cool, right? Well, a beer koozie. They, so it's very much inspired by being in the lake the other week in Idaho. They, they keep it cool, but also it means that your hand doesn't get cold by touching it, I think. Yes. It's a bit of both. I'm, do you know what? A koozie's welcome with me. I mean, it's comfy in the hand, isn't it? A comfy koozie. A comfy koozie. Welcome. We should do your Welcome America koozies. Okay, got our merch. <laughs> our merch line is out of control. But the Your Welcome America koozies will only fit round Kylie bottles of wine. Yes. <laughs> wine koozies. Okay, mine's all food and drink themed, okay. so just deal with it. Uh, welcome or not welcome, Gatorade. Oh, so Gatorade is the US equivalent of Lucasade, isn't it? Yes, they do have Gatorade in the UK now, and do like they? Powerade and stuff. They have made their way over there, but Americans are crazy for Gatorade. And I was giant, giant, giant bottles of it. I was in the supermarket the other day. Shout out to my local Ralphs, which I actually fucking hate. Um, <laughs> I was in Ralphs the other day, and this woman was buying crates of Gatorade, just crates of it, and I was like, what? I am I, like fair enough. Like a one-off bottle of Gatorade if you're like really hungover. Oh, if you're like hungover, a really good thing to do. But like, what do you what do you need that much Gatorade for? It's meant to be like a sports drink, but it's not good for you. I was gonna say the other if I were running a marathon, maybe like yeah. halfway round, never gonna happen. The other night I forgot to have a snack before going going on a run. Okay, and halfway round I was like, oh, I wish I'd had a snack before I'd gone on this run. And I did imagine in my head, oh, a bottle of Gatorade or something like that would help right now. <laughs> that was me doing a run. Yeah. Okay. That would be allowed. I don't fine. feel like that woman in and her household were losing that many electrolytes. Mm. Anyway, so I'm gonna say, Gatorade, welcome for a hangover, not welcome for a beverage to drink casually. Yeah, I'm gonna say Gatorade, welcome for that marathon that I'm never gonna run. <laughs> Okay, welcome or not welcome, the word boke. 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 Okay, do you want want me to put that into a sentence for you? Yes, please. Oh, last night I drank so much I boked. I could do with a Gatorade. (laughs) So boke is to puke in Scotland. Boke. To puke, to vom, to spew, Mm, throw up. Chunder. Sicky. Chunder. (laughs) Chunder. Such a weird word. Boke. No, they don't say chunder here, do they? No. (laughs) Don't think so. Do you know what? I'm going to say not welcome. 
What? Why? I feel like I have enough words in my vernacular for throwing up, and I'm not sure. I don't feel like boke has got the right... Oh, is it meant to be like a phonetic thing? Like, book? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Welcome. I like it. Okay, now that good. I went through the, the phonetics in my head, I like it. Mm, okay. Welcome. So that's the end of the show. That's it. Yeah. If you want to get in touch, hey, if you've been to Idaho, if you've got, if you disagree with what I've said, <laughs> give us a shout. We've got, you know, we've got our friends in Houston, Texas. Do we have any friends in Idaho? Give us a shout. Oh my God. An Idahoian listener would oh, be love wild. that. Um, um, e- yeah. Equally, any steps, memories, or steps, thoughts, <laughs> get in touch. Give us a shout on our Instagram. You are welcome, America. Yeah. On Instagram. Love to know if my friend Elisa went in to a hairdresser's with a member of Steps' haircut. <laughs> Maybe a problematic uh, dreadlock. <laughs> Let me know, Elisa. <laughs> uh oh. But yeah, do give us some feedback on Instagram. We have some exciting things coming up, don't we? Yes, we do. We don't fully know what they are yet, but. We are going to make more of an effort to put out different episodes, more things, yes. more stuff from the You're Welcome America stable. Yes, we're definitely we're definitely going to work on kind of upping the content of this podcast during this troubled time. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to hearing way more of this bullshit. We all we all need it us more than anyone else. <laughs> Keep safe out there. Have fun. Um, we and love you. you. We love. It. Oh, <laughs> whoa! He went for it. I guess yeah. we do. We do. We do. You're welcome. Bye. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you are. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flyer. Did you see the picture of Chris Evans' dick? Mm Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, good pick.